Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Tuesday, the 28th of February. The Flyers will be back in action tomorrow night when the New York Rangers come to town. I'm looking forward to seeing this Ranger team. I don't think Patrick Kane going to be there in time for the game tomorrow night, but we will see Vladimir Tarasenko and get eyes on Vlad the Impaler with the New York Rangers coming up tomorrow night. Um, in this episode, a couple things. Let's get down to business. Um, we're going to hear from John Tortorella. It's about 14 minutes long, and I'm going to give you the whole thing because I thought he said some really interesting things. We're also, before we get to Torts, going to get to Nick Sealer, who I had a chance to catch up with at practice yesterday. His name's been out there in trade conversation. Um, one of the things that Torts did reveal yesterday in his media availability, which you'll hear, is that Travis Konechny is out for an extended period of time. I'm not sure if that is the remainder of the season. There's 21 games left. The Flyers have played 61. So 21 games left. I don't know if there's a surgery coming or how long he's going to be out for. We know he's been put on injured reserve. Um, But Torts did refer to it, quote, as an extended period of time. So I hope that's not the season for TK because he's had a really good season, a season where he has definitely jumped into that next level of his uh, uh, arc and development as a player. And when you look at the season he's had, I mean, he's over a point-per-game player, 54 points in 52 games, 27 goals, 27 assists. And if he doesn't play another game, That'll be 27 goals in 30 games shy of a full season. So he's on pace to obviously have personal best in all categories. Uh, but we'll see where this goes with TK. And if he is out, uh, Torts said at least an extended period of time. So at a minimum, somebody's got an opportunity and somebody's got to jump into that role. Look, it's hard to jump into that role because you're either talented enough to score, you know, decent amount of goals at the NHL level, or you're not. It's not a question of just working harder and, well, TK's out, I'll work harder, and I'll pick up the goals that he's not here to get. And it doesn't really work like that. But somebody's going to have to jump into that void from an emotional and an energy standpoint uh, for the remainder of the time that he's out, and who knows how long that'll be. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Torts also mentioned he really liked uh, Elliot Denoyer's game against the New Jersey Devils. Now, they lost 7 nothing, uh, but he said in particular in the first period, the kids got moxie. I love the word moxie. And he does have some moxie. And we're going to see, at least her, that's what Tord said in his presser today, we're probably going to see a good amount of him coming down the stretch. Also talks about the importance of, you know, the Phantoms team getting in the playoffs and going on a run. I agree with that. I think that's very important. So we'll hear from Torts in a minute, but let's get to, uh, it is trade deadline week, obviously. You know, James Van Riemsdyk's name is out there quite a bit. Justin Braun, who the Flyers had last year at the deadline and moved to the New York Rangers, coincidentally enough. Uh, his, his name is out there. You look at a guy like maybe Patrick Brown on an expiring contract. Some other names with Flyer players that aren't on expiring contracts are out there. And this guy is out there as well. Now, Nick Sealer is a guy that you know, prior to this season in the NHL, you know, has been a guy fighting for his NHL career really since it started. He was picked in the fifth round 
way back in the 2011 draft. He's been around a long time. He's only played 206 games, yet he's 29 years of age. Prior to this season, he only played one season where he played more games than he's played so far. That was back in 1819 where he played 71 games for the Minnesota Wild. Since those 71 games, six games in 1920, in well, 12 total. He played six for the Blackhawks, six for Minnesota, and then last year for the Flyers, he played 43. This year, he's played 58 games, and he's a guy that is self-made, takes nothing for granted. I had a chance to catch up with Nick Sealer this trade deadline week at Flyers practice yesterday to get his thoughts on that and much more. So here's my conversation with Flyers D, Nick Sealer. Uh, we're at Flyers practice uh, on Flyers Daily with Flyers defenseman Nick Sealer. Seals, um, man, you're playing a lot of games. What's been different this year? Uh, you know what? I think uh, just the confidence in myself and in my game, and um, you know, it's been it's been really good. Um, you know, I also think you know the you know the the coaches coming in and Torts and and and, and Shazi and and um, you know it's it's been it kind of put me in a position to to be successful, which has been been good and and gotten some PK time and um, but yeah, I would just say just sticking you know sticking to my game and uh, continuing to have that. You know that that drive and that uh, that that work ethic to, to try to continue to grow and um, but also have that confidence in in my game and I think it's been important this year. Is part of that simplifying your game in some ways and you know you know accentuating your strengths? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's a good question. I think you know I've said it before, but just kind of staying true to myself and and you know what I can you know contribute um, to win in hockey games and um, you know being tough in the D zone and, and, you know, blocking shots and, um, you know, jumping up on the offense when it presents itself and, you know, just focusing on those and, and growing in the areas that I uh, need to grow in. And, and the other thing is you're not afraid to get the gloves off. You had a, quite a tilt the other night. I imagine that was a pretty exhausting one. That was, I was, I was, I think I was still breathing heavy after, <laughs> after the five minutes too. It was, that was a good one. Uh, I don't know if I was late in the shift or what, but yeah, that was uh Good it was zap you no matter what, though, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, well, there's so much, you know, obviously the physical, you know, toll on your body, but it's like uh, there's also just uh, trying try to catch your breath. And uh, they always, no matter what, they always uh, they always get the, the gas tank going. Well, the, they, they spill a lot of adrenaline, too, don't they? Yeah, exactly. That's what... That's kind of what I was trying to say is like, yeah, the, the adrenaline's going, the emotions are going. And um, so, yeah, those, no matter, no matter how long they are, they're always, uh, you know, they always get you going. Um, it's trade deadline week. Your name's been out there. You're not oblivious to that. What kind of stress has come with, with that element right now? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, there's definitely some stress for, for some guys in our locker room. And I think, um, I think, me asking about it doesn't help no that's okay it's uh i think it's just i think what does it for guys is the the control aspect of not being able to control you know kind of you know if if you were to be traded and and things like that so um but honestly can't control it um just continuing to you know come to the come to the rink and and prepare the same exact way and um you know try to to you know obviously contribute in in any way i can and um so yeah i'm it's it's stressful but obviously i i i'm i only can control what i can control and and that's um you know 
coming to work every day. Last thing, um, when Torch was hired this summer and he's going to be your next head coach and Bradshaw's coming in, I imagine for a player like you, the way you play the game, the appreciation Torts has for what you bring, that had to get you pretty excited. Has it been kind of, you know, kind of come to fruition and, and been what you expected? I think so. You know, and um, obviously seeing Torts coach in the past, I you know, I kind of knew what he brings, um, the way he approaches uh, the team. and um, But you don't know until you get here. And, um, yeah, it's certainly... It's certainly been, um, you know, it's, you know, I love the way he, he does things here. I love the way he approaches guys, the, the you know, the accountability and the, um, you know, just what he expects of us every day. I think it's meshed really well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's been good. And Shazi obviously um, works so well with the D and um, with video and, and um, so it's been it's been a really good fit this this year, no doubt. Uh, Seals, best of luck come Wednesday against the Rangers. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks to Nick Sealer taking the time. One of those just salt of the earth, genuine guys. And uh, boy, he's really really had a good season for the Flyers. And we'll see if if he's a guy maybe that is dealt at the deadline. You know, for what he brings to the table and what he's getting paid. That you know they're gonna have, it's gonna have to be an overpay. I'm not saying the Flyers need a second round pick to get rid of Nick Sealer or to have somebody acquire him, but he's a guy that's uh, grown in value. And in a flat cap world, when you're making under 800k, that's got value too, and you can trust him. So we'll see where it goes for Nick Sealer this week. By the way, coming up in tomorrow's episode, I had a really interesting discussion with Ivan Provorov. We talk about all kinds of stuff about his preparation for games, about his recovery after games, logging a lot of minutes, sleep, all kinds of different stuff, and about a 10-minute conversation with Ivan Provorov. So we'll give that to you in tomorrow's episode. Also, Tanner Lazinski coming up this week, and we'll have much more as well, including Torts. Torts will, I believe, be on the pod coming up on Friday's episode. Uh, but let's get to Torts right now. He met with the media yesterday. Boy, did he tack on. A lot of different subjects of conversation. So here is the head coach addressing the media yesterday after practice. John, I guess to kick things off, uh, any update on Travis connecting? I know he was placed on IR, but any clarity on where he's at? You know what? I, I think there'll be more clarity today. Yeah, he's out. Extended uh, period of time. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the practice today, John? Uh, it looked like it was a pretty long one, and. How do you feel like guys are responding to, to losing 7-0? They've moved by. They practiced well. They're getting ready for their next game. As far as uh, injury updates, uh, three guys had maintenance days today. Do you mm-hmm. expect them to play on Wednesday? Hoping they skate tomorrow. Yeah. Allie blocks a shot. Sore. Um, James is just a little banged up, but I think he'll be able to skate tomorrow. Uh, Kevin... Hopefully he'll be able to skate tomorrow too. Yeah, they just Kevin got Kevin and Allie got banged up a little bit uh, in the game against Jersey. Uh, James has been fighting a couple of things here, but he seems to be getting healthy. Hopefully he'll be skating tomorrow. I don't know if you had a chance to talk to Chuck yet about uh, me possibly sitting out people Wednesday that could be in trades or. You asked me if I've talked to him about it. If some people will sit out Wednesday because no, no, some we teams had, have done that. We haven't had any discussion of, of that fashion at all, no. It's kind of as if using that as a jumping off point. 
obviously the trade deadline's Friday. You're used to this. You've gone through this tons mm-hmm. of times as a head coach. But as a head coach, do you talk to your players about not being distracted by the looming deadline? I've already had that conversation probably, I think, when people were throwing it against the wall with Provy, um, that he was, he, people are talking about being traded. I already, I've already had that conversation then. And uh, uh, we don't need another one. It was pretty, pretty point blank, and the information I gave them, how we handle the situation, was done then. So we're good. How, how do you guys focus? Because I'm sure, like, the outside noise can get loud around this time. So how do you? How have you learned to help them stay focused and not be here? What's What's the outside noise now? I'm just wondering, because we really don't pay attention. Elite can't speak for them, but I think they're pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Is it the seven nothing loss? The noise still going on there, or is it the trade deadline? Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. Gianna, they, they, it. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the guys, James, all the expiring contracts. Of course, those are the guys mostly talked about, Brownie and so forth. Uh, they know it's there. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say no. They're totally focused on this. They, they know it's there. Uh, but they're pros. Uh, uh, they've gone through it before, I'm sure. They're, they're a little bit older guys. Um, they're humans, you know. They, they, they I'm, I'm sure they're thinking about, but I don't think it's distracted them at all. John, with Tony D'Angelo, you, from the beginning, you've talked how you really liked his personality. And he, he has a winning personality. You've, with his season so far, do you feel like he can be a part of the solution here moving forward? Tony? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, uh, just like everybody else. We're it's our job to work on parts of the game that we feel they need work on. Uh, uh, I think he, I think he has one of the best first passes in the National Hockey League, which is a very important thing to have on your team. Some teams don't have it uh, to get you out of the end zone. Um, competes. He 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 does all the things, and the personality shows. It's what we want. So. Do I think he, he's a, a big part of, of trying to get us on the right track? Absolutely. Going back to James for a second, um, obviously, you know, he's in the rumor mill. He's an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you've said that you, know, you feel like he's been a big help in terms of being there for the younger guys, whether it's yeah. on the bench, in the locker, yeah. whatnot. You're not the GM. You don't make the final call mm-hmm. in terms of whether he gets traded or not. But how do you weigh you know, the benefit of you know, maybe getting a future asset for him versus the benefit of having him on the team now with the young guys. Yeah, I, it, it, it's something I, I try to stay away from it because it's really not my call. I, I, can't, I can't forecast where we are with the cap and, and assets. That's, I, I don't pay, Chuck does that. Uh, I give Chuck the information when he asks me, and, and he has on, on players of uh, what, what we feel uh, they're doing for the hockey team. And, and I've been very honest with Chuck about James. I, I, I think his play has dipped, uh, but I think he adds value uh, towards just what you said as far as some of the uh, intangibles uh, when you're dealing with a young team. But all, if, a, if a general manager, or I, I won't say if the team isn't trying to get better and where they're at and what they think they need to go through in a process, our process is different some, than some other teams. He has to take all that into, into his mind as far as how he wants to go about it. So I give him information as far as questions are asked. 
he has to put it all together as far as what assets we have now. Do we need others? Is it worth trading him? Uh, all that. Uh, I, I, I'm just not in tune to all that. I've got enough things to worry about right now, especially in the track we're at right now with a team, with our team. Uh, but we, we certainly talk about what he adds to the team right now and what we think he can add in the future before Chuck makes those decisions. After the game on Saturday, you talked about really liking the mindset that the team had against the Edmonton Oilers in both of those games. You said you felt like the team wasn't quite there mindset-wise against the Devils, and you took some responsibility for yeah. that. I guess how going up against a team like the uh, New York coming up, how do you make sure the mindset is there? Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we. It's kind of getting a little bit of, what do they call that when they try to shock you back into it? Uh, yeah, hopefully Jersey's was a defibrillator uh, to kind of shock us back into it. Um, you know, we, and I say, I, 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 don't, I don't think it was effort. I, 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 I watched the tape and I'm, I'm watching, I watched it 10 times. Why is Frosty, who's exhausted at the end of his shift, who had an over a minute shift, trying to still stick handle through the neutral zone. Uh, third goal, bang, it's in our net. Uh, why is Risto chasing the corner after that mistake instead of staying in front of that and not letting the play come? All those things, that, that's a mindset. And uh, uh, the concentration level it, it, with the Edmonton, because I think they're so concerned about the best player in the world, the McDavid. I, I think it just peaked them. Um, and everybody bought in. It certainly hasn't happened that way in a, in a couple of, and I think Jersey's a better offensive team than Edmonton. I think the Rangers team, I'm not sure if they're better than Jersey. Uh, Tarasenko's there and Breadman's there and you go right through the lineup. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that we understand, especially now, um, we're not getting in the playoffs. Uh, uh, we need to concentrate on, on being who we are as hard as we can be and, and try to win games uh, understanding we have to defend first because we just lost our, uh, and he's going to be out for a while, our best offensive player that is involved in so many different things with this team to keep us going. He's out. So we, we, and that's where I have to take responsibility in making sure that we are thinking clearly. Uh, players don't like hearing uh, Defensive stuff, you know, talking about defense and uh, maybe make a simple play. Maybe it's off the glass. And, uh, but we have to think about that in order for us to survive and be able to compete the last quarter of the year. Long-winded answer, but I, I do believe, I do believe that's my, it's my responsibility. And I thought we got it across, but after, uh, after what happened to us in Jersey, I, I think it's pretty simple where we got to go after playing a really good first period the right way. You've talked about throughout the season just your evaluations of players and how you're always keeping an eye toward the future. How important are, is this last month and change in terms of making those long-term evaluations on some of these players? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very important. And, 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 for, and for me, you know, I'll put it to you this way. For me, it's, it's sometimes it's just not the kids. It's... It's, it's just the pride of, of, of putting the uniform on. It, it, listen, guys, it, it's hard for athletes to see other teams 
bolstering their lineup because they're gearing up for it, right? They're we're on the other end of that. We're, we're going to sell, right? And uh, we, we've talked about the process. I've talked about it, and I haven't, uh, I haven't stopped talking about it, uh, that we have a long way to go. We do. But it's hard for athletes to uh, be towards the end of the season and have to go through it. They're not martyrs. But I, I want to see guys just play with a little bit of pride here. I, I want to watch that, too, because that's a telling tale of what we want here on the bus, too, in Philly as we move forward. That's old, young, younger, medium-age guys. Uh, that's just pride of being an athlete. I'm watching that. Do you, think, do, more? do you think that that was part of, you know, the, the, particularly the last two games? You, you straight up said a few minutes ago that you know, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Do you think that that was maybe part of why the team slipped a little bit, is just that recognition on their end that we're not going to make it? Yeah, you know, you, you, can, you can say as an athlete, um, and, and you try like hell, right? Uh, I'm given. But it knocks you back, right? When we've had this stretch, uh, our best month was January. Right, and going into the break, we we we've got to the the water, the 500. You know, we were after losing 10, 11 games in a row. We found our way to get back there. We haven't played well enough in the month of February to say, okay, there it is. We, we we can't look up anymore because of our play, right? And it is what it is. Athletes can still say, yeah, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play hard. When it when it hits you, sometimes they're human, and they and if you just give a little bit. It affects, it affects things. And if you have three or four guys and it gives a little bit, it affects your team. That's what we have to fight here. And uh, all teams that are in this situation are going to have to fight that. Um, but for me, it, it, it shows you who the people are, too. In, in the big picture for me, it's going to show me who the, the people are as we move forward when, if we get into this situation again. We're, we're, Next year is going to be a grind, too. It, this is a process. It's going to take time. Uh, but I, I'm not going to be a coach that's screaming at players at this time of year because of what's settled in. I mean, I'm just being as, as totally honest with you here. Um, I want to see them get it within themselves, and, and I think that's how you find out about people. I, I'm going to push and prod and, and, and try to be the best we can be but we're all going to have to do it together, and uh, and it's not gonna, it's not going to be by peeling paint off the wall. I can wait to peel the paint off the wall when the real stuff really gets going. When we're playing more meaningful games again, wanted to play as many meaningful games as we possibly could. We have fought it here, and haven't been able to sustain it. And uh, um, you know we're in trouble as far as that's concerned. But but still, let's play. Does the focus change for you in terms of? You know, obviously this year a lot of it has been about development. Yes. But does the the pendulum swing more towards development now over the final month and a half of the year? You know, in terms of bringing guys up, yeah. you know, to see, to see what they can do and sure. things like that. Sure. But you, you have to remember, once the trade deadline comes here, we have four call-ups. You know, and they, and they hold you back. That that uh, De Desi, he's playing. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I got to call him Desi. Um, He's playing uh, for, for me right now. I, I love what he did in Jersey. I, I, I loved his moxie. I, he banged. He ends up with, in a team that probably got six or seven total scoring chances in a three-period game. He was around the net in three of them. Um, there are other people that I'm really interested in. 
Um, but th that, that's the conversation Chuck and I have to have. And, and also being careful not to force feed it and, and put them in a, in a failing situation for them to where they lose their confidence as they enter, uh, enter the summer. The biggest thing I think for this organization right now, or one of the biggest things, is that Lehigh team, uh, they're, 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 all, they're almost in the play. We want to get them in the playoffs. Uh, I, I coached in the American League two years, went on two long runs there, one year winning a Calder Cup. It did unbelievably great stuff for development of young players. That's, that's important for this organization right now. That's why Ursa's down there now. Uh, he's going to be that goalie down there in the minors when, when they play. Uh, Stevie Shields was my goalie in Rochester when we won it in the, in the American League and it propelled him right to the National Hockey League. That's really important for the organization down there. So, yeah, but, uh, but, I, but when you put the uniform on each and every night, uh, you're trying to win. And I, I want to see how guys react in a situation where, yeah, we're trying to win to uh, you know, what, what's our record going to be anyway? It doesn't matter for me. It, it, it's just, it's being a pro, and I'm going to watch that. John Tortorella meeting with the media yesterday after practice. A lot of good, useful information in there. Yeah, I love the stuff about players, and you're at this point in the season, you know you're not going to the playoffs, and, you know, some guys are going to be sent out of here. You're a seller, not a buyer, and you can really learn a lot about guys, about being a pro, about guys in this situation. Some guys, when the games have less meaning or you're just playing out the string, it looks like it in their play. And then the guys you want to keep around are the guys where it doesn't look like it. So we'll see where this goes and how trade deadline week pans out for the Flyers. Uh, but um, all guys still here for now. We'll see if James Van Riemsdyk gets back on the practice ice tomorrow. He, Kevin Hayes, and Wade Allison all had what they deemed as maintenance days yesterday. Allie blocked a shot in that last game, um, so he sat out pretty banged up. Kevin Hayes uh, also dealing with a few things, and James Van Riemsdyk, uh, they said he's dealing with a few things as well, but we'll see if they get back on the ice uh, coming up today and then obviously for the game tomorrow against the New York Rangers. We'll see where that goes. But everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new game day edition. We'll preview Flyers-Rangers. Ivan Provorov will be our guest, and much more on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Turn